The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode number 321 on this July the 27th, 2023. Tonight's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Remember, we are part of the Belly up media network go to bellyupsports.com check out other great podcasts and great sports articles right throughout the sports world uh some great podcasts the corner booth podcast and one of my favorites i listen to it on i watch it live tuesday nights uh on uh, belly up sports and their own their own uh youtube channel crap root sports those guys are great uh dave we uh, we met up last night. We was this our third time talking. This we doesn't happen very often. We uh, we talked to each other more. We talked to our spouse. But we actually saw each other face to face last night. Yeah, it's a rare occasion where we actually Casa del Blanco or something. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, yeah nice little New Mexican joint downtown Lethbridge, Alberta. Because nothing it was, screams Mexican joint like downtown Lethbridge, Alberta. I don't give a fuck. I was would go good. to a I would go to a Mexican Mexican joint in Cleveland. I would go to a Mexican joint. I like I love Mexican joints. And that was a that was a decent Mexican joint. I, I'd like to take my time a little bit, not just scarf one down because I was hungry. You guys is already just strapped on the feed bag with that big plate old nachos there. Yeah, we, we got there around three in the afternoon. Uh, and, on, <laughs> and, and I didn't and get there till five. Till five. So yeah, Deanne had a she had a couple of margaritas. Was uh, she was a taste tester, I guess, was going on. But it was a lot of fun. I uh, had some drinks uh, as we talked about having margaritas on Monday. The last time we talked on the podcast, had some margaritas, had some beers, had some. I had a couple of tacos. You had some ta- uh, no, burrito, whatever it was. Um, the one thing that I was a little bit, uh, and I think you know where I'm going with this. There was a night that she seemed like a super nice woman sitting next to us uh with her little uh pepe Le Pew looking dog and uh she was talking in the third person to this dog like they were a couple i under i get it i get it people love their pets i understand i used to be a pet owner i used to like i lo- love it on and on and on but when you start talking for your dog like your dog's just got a mouthful of food that's when i go like you're an idiot it's not it's no harm no foul it is but when you but when you start saying things like it's our first time out and we we are out together (laughs) that's what i gotta i gotta just listen and if i maybe if i was maybe 15 or 16 more beers deep i might have said something but i i had only three or four at that point it's like oh right on you know. Well, and then like she seemed somewhat normal because she she got a kick out of my Cinco de Mayo joke with yes. that waitress. Yes, and then so she, we'll get to that in half a second too. But yeah, yeah, so she wasn't an idiot. She understood the ridiculousness of my joke and how someone actually fell for it. Um, but yeah, like yeah, she, like I don't know if that dog I I want to call I. It was a cock of shih tzu or something. I don't know. It was tiny, maybe five pounds. And it was sitting on a chair beside her and she was hand feeding it. 
and they had they, a know, water and had a, she brought her a water uh, dish and the girl had to bring her water without ice and blah, 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 so little Pepe Le Pew could eat and the whole thing and I get it like I get it you love your mutt we don't know the backstory maybe it's a rescue dog I don't know whatever but it just seemed odd the way she was talking about this dog like they were a fucking married couple going out for the first or dating and they just met on Tinder going out for the first time I don't know it, it was really weird to me it is it is weird it's but odd. you know you know, I was just three days alone uh, myself with my dog, and uh, I had a couple conversations with him as well. But that was in the confines of my home. Right? Yeah, you I probably four twenty deep, though, right? Well, no, no. I didn't say fourteen twenty. I said four twenty. Maybe you had a couple of <laughs> couple of puff puffs or a, or an edible I, or whatever. I don't know. I talked to him in the morning. I talked to him stone cold sober, and I talked to him. I like I I maybe carry on a little bit more after some uh, looking for looking for an answer or response. Intoxicants, eh? Yeah, but uh, you know, but I I think about that too. I was thinking about it myself. Like my dog's a big boy. Like he's a hundred yeah. pounds. What if I brought him there and put him on a fucking seat? He'd be the tallest guy in the place. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I don't know. Like I, my sister still has two dogs uh, with uh, scout and little McGuire there. And they're, they're quite the funny little pair. And it's just, uh, I get it to an extent, but when it gets to that point, when you're, you're talking to your mutt about your mutt with other people about the date you're on, like it's, it, it was weird. I think she it was, was, yeah, it was he was super bit, nice, super nice, super nice and, and not offensive. And the dog was well behaved and everything. So just I, I get it. I completely hear what you're talking about. But like, these are the things I'm letting go. Like, you just do you. I don't care. Put it in. Yeah, your it didn't fucking affect purse. my night. It was just something I, I was. Deanne, Deanne saw me pushing my brain back inside my head when she sat down. <laughs> it was going to explode. So I, I, I plugged my ears and like just do whatever and sucked it in or whatever. However, I was doing it because she was dope. I said, I'm not going to say a word. Like, I'm 48 years old. So I'm not going to say a word about, about this. I was just, uh, it was odd. It was yeah. odd. And you know, I'll, I'll I'll let it go, and I'm not going to even say a word as long as like you know, dogs and kids, as long as they're well behaved, right? Yeah. Because like, I I I'm not going to mind your dog if you mind your dog. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was uh, then when you ordered your first drink, you said something in in whatever Spanish that you kind of know, and then you said to our server, "Happy Cinco de Mayo." And then she, our server, she was she could have been more than 19 years old. She said something along the lines of, well, "Happy Cinco de Mayo." She goes, "Is it Cinco de Mayo?" We're like, "No, it's really not Cinco de Mayo." And it's that's July. When the, the dog was started laughing and everything else, and you know, it's July, and she goes, "Oh, I guess so." And, she, and the woman next to her, she goes. Yeah, that COVID just screwed kids up. Eh? Yeah, it really did. Yeah. <laughs> just nothing there. Just a blank stare. No, it's not May the fifth. Is what we would have said thirty years ago if we were out in that in that in, in that situation, Dave. Thirty years ago, you would have said it's not May the fucking fifth. You idiot. Of course, it's not Cinco de Mayo. That's what you yeah. would have said. I probably would have. I would yeah. probably would have. We were. Down we were. We, 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 like... we weren't a harmful group. No, nope. but we tended to speak our mind a little bit more. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, we're, we're, our opinions are on the table, but when, uh, when you do something stupid, we're not giving you the verbal slap like we once. Yeah, we used to pile her on, no matter who was around, no matter who it was, it was, uh, uh it was the uh, pile on here, so you're, you're going to hear it to the bitter end, uh, till you're almost, uh, hanging by your rope on most of the times back in the day, but anyways, Dave, the, uh, 
The uh, Los Angeles Chargers yesterday, they, well, let's talk money, money. It always comes up no matter what, no matter how much you try to stay away from it, but preseason football and then soccer and it's, it's hockey season coming up. So there's nothing really uh, to talk about in those sports wise. So let's talk about in the sports world with baseball still happening. But in those sports wise, uh, the big news yesterday was, uh, Jesus, my gosh, Justin Herbert and his two or three years where he's been in the league with the Los Angeles Chargers, he got himself paid. He's now the highest paid quarterback in NFL history per, per year. Uh, five years, $262.5 million. Uh, I think it was 140 or 150 million guaranteed, whatever it was. He's he's uh, going to do all right. Not going to worry about his next paycheck for the rest of his life. Uh, when does it stop, man? I don't know because you know what uh, Austin Eckler has won. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And and you know the Chargers as a uh, as a franchise, nothing. They've they've done sweet fuck all. They've they've disappointed their fans to no end. They've made Back two Super Bowls. San Bowls. Diego. They've been on and on and on. The nerve. Bobby good. Humphrey and and uh, the breeder Philip Rivers. Ryan Leaf. Uh, Ryan Leaf. <laughs> they drafted Eli Manning, um, who has two, but not 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 with the Thunderbolt. When we talked about the running backs the other day, like, don't you think a quarterback can see? Like, so now we're talking about Daniel Jones and now we're talking about uh, Hebert there, Herbert, whatever Herbert, his name yeah. is. Hey, thank you. Can we throw five to Austin Eckler, please? Because he's really good. And I understand that these running backs are plug and play and we're always going to find one, but he's really good. He can pick up the blitz. He's a good pass catcher. And he's, he's what we need. He's worth more than 10 million bucks. Like, I don't know. I do understand because it's all about the bank and, and that's how these athletes measure themselves against each other. It just seems unfair to me that Austin Eckler, who was a super stud last year is going to have to pay play for 10 million bucks. Well, Herbert, who was a good, good quarterback, but hasn't done jack shit is making 52 million next year. Like you don't have an extra five for the running back. Well, and, and that's the thing is like, it, it is what you brought the running back situation and you go, and it's a plug and play with it, with the running back. But realistically are, are the, are this the, uh, I almost said San Diego, but the, are the LA chargers uh, that much closer to get to winning a super bowl with giving this guy 52 million bucks? No, they're further away. They're further it's, away. Especially and, in the division, right? And, yeah. and, and, and that just goes with math. And I don't give a fuck about the players plug and play, plug and play. And because you talk about plug and play, that means just put a guy here, put a guy here, put a guy here. That's pretty much what quarterbacks are because there's one guy who's still better than all of them. Right. And and, right? He, happens, and, and, he's, and, and he's, he happens to play in the same division. And and he's happened already one, two, and he's actually taken a, a bit of a pay cut and restructure and everything else. So this plug and play theory that, that you talk about, it doesn't make any sense why why these uh, arrogant little prick quarterbacks are just getting everything that, that, that that's coming to them when they're not going to win anything because the, the other guy in the division and the other guy in the conference or the, the other guy in the league is still better. So what are you doing? Yeah, and when you when you break it down, right? Like so, um, what's his nuts in um, 
God. So um, in the division, you got Patrick Mahomes and uh, and Russell Wilson and Herbert now making big money, like 30 million around that 30 million plus, let's say. And then you got uh, Aaron Rodgers. You got uh, Joe Burrow's not making big bank yet. And um, he yeah, he will. Um, and the guy in in Buffalo, why am I blanking on his Alan. name? Allen. Josh Allen, they're all making huge bank. Only one of them, well, not and it might not even be any of them is going to make the Super Bowl right now. And you got Joe Burrow still making on his working on his work, rookie deal. So, you know, you're paying all these all, th- that much money. Then why don't if owners are so fucking smart, why don't they do the same thing to quarterbacks that they're doing to the running backs? Right? If we can get four studs on defense that can do this. And we get a, an, a, a, a super offensive line and like go, go like totally analytic on them and go the Dallas Cowboys and that. And then we can have a back like Emmett Smith, who's uh, I believe the single most overrated running back in the history of the NFL. He had the single best, um, they, they uh, won, so that doesn't hurt. They won. Right. But they had playmakers, right? They had playmakers on defense. They had playmakers on offense and he did his job. I can't be smirch him on that regard. He did his job at a, at a very high level, right? Yeah. Like, he, and, he, and, and, he, and it helped that they had a, a, a hall of fame quarterback and it helped that they had guys on defense and offense. And they had, and they, and they had a good tailback and, and, uh, and on and on and went like, it's just, so you, you wonder like you, you, it's, it's odd that these quarterbacks just take every last penny that they, th- they think they deserve because they're the face of the franchise. They're the guys who are on all the billboards across whatever town they are uh, on and on. They get all the commercials and everything else. And the, all the jerseys are sold with the number seven on them. And who gives a fuck who wore number seven last time the quarterback failed for that team or last time the, uh, the, the running back failed for that team. So those numbers are just get recycled. They go in the ring of honor and lots, lots of them don't get retired. And so that, and we talked about that, I think it was a week ago today, but get your number retired. These, uh, these quarterbacks, man, I get it. You need a good quarterback to win, but you also can have serviceable quarterbacks who also win. Yes. The 49ers did not win with Garoppolo, but they came damn close, closer than Justin Herbert's came with the chargers by a ton. And then you have a team like Arizona that uh, caved to Kyler Murray's uh, contract demands. He's making in that $35 million range. And as I'm looking at the NFL prognosticators right now, I saw one, one guy had him going three and 14. So you're, you just 40 million bucks, whatever it is, he's getting or 35 or whatever it is. Who cares? Yeah, like you, you, you just go three and fourteen. Like, how does that making your team better? So why 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 do these teams succumb to these quarterbacks? Honestly, because I, uh, because none of them, none of them, none of them, none of them. And I'm not the and I don't watch a ton of games. I watch the eleven o'clock games. And that's it. Honestly, sure. I don't watch. I don't watch Mondays. And I don't watch Thursday. I watch the eleven o'clock games because I'm busy doing whatever. After that, that goes on. None of them are better than the guy who's won twice. Right. None of them. Show me you can win, and then we'll pay you. And then we'll pay you. Right? You know what? I'll I'll even give Josh Allen. I'll put him in the gray area because he got to the AFC Championship game a couple times. Um, uh, Russell Wilson, he's won a Super Bowl. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's won a Super Bowl. 
And then who else has won a Super Bowl? Fuck, Pete. Uh, sorry, Tom Brady was winning all the goddamn Super Bowls the last 10, 15 years. Well, exactly. That's exactly Bet- it. Yeah, between him and Peyton. And and they weren't the highest paid quarterbacks because like, they were making sure that they had a good team around them so they could win another one. Let's just say that if, if, if Connor McDavid went out there and he said, you know what? I'm underpaid. Fuck you. I'm I I make twelve million or eleven million or whatever he's making. I think it's twelve five. He's like I think he's third on the on the, the pay scale now. Underpaid by by uh, by other sports standards for sure. What if he went into whoever's office, Ken Holland, whoever the GM there, whatever the president, whoever is going on there, and he went, you know what? I see these other athletes and other other sports, what they're getting paid. Yeah, we ain't gonna win fuck all, but you know what? That's not my fault. I do what I can do. I see these quarterbacks, and they're they're making this so much. Let, let's put a, a percentage wise, and on and on it goes. What what if Connor McDavid said, "I want to get compared, payable, compared to what that guy, that quarterback makes." Like if, if there was a like whatever the salary cap is in the NFL and whatever the salary cap is in the NHL. What if Connor McDavid walked into the into the uh, Oilers brass and said, "I'm underpaid, and I'm not playing." I'm and there's not. nothing. There's nothing they can do because. Uh... A, the guaranteed contracts, and B, the salary cap. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, but if it know, was a comparison, it, oh no, like, like whatever percentage, whatever the percentage might be. No, no, as a player, you know what I would do? I would make my own jersey. I'd put on like uh, a 97 on uh, with uh, in Oilers colors, no Oilers or NHL emblem, and sell it on my website. Just do a hockey jersey. Just do your own merchandising. Every fucking Connor McDavid jersey out there rolling around, he doesn't get a penny off of that. Not well, a penny. Players, players don't either. I mean, it's one of those things. But in, that's what NFL, I'm saying. But, yeah. but 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 when you're generational like him, and and clearly the best player that's on the ice, then and if you want to, I, I get it in the NHL that you can't make NBA money because NBA. Money is they ridiculous. just have more, less players on and on. The TV contracts are huge. Same with the NFL, you, but yeah, but it's not the same with the NFL because the NFL at least has to pay like whatever and they do. They do have players. a cap. They do have a cap, and they do have a cap. And then you know, I think the absolute solution is is fuck the cap. No if cap. The, no cap. Like why are why are we protecting these owners from each other, right? If, if, and, 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 and the other way around, and the other way around, Dave. If if you want to play with the big boy, if you can't party the big dog, stay on the porch. There's there's the title of today's tonight show. If you can't party with the big dog, stay in the porch. If you can't afford to spend with that big spender, don't go out with him. You don't don't buy into this franchise if you can't afford to do it. And I'm all right with what baseball does um, with uh, having a luxury tax. Like if you're the big dick swinging billionaire who comes in like Cohen with the Mets and he's trying. And I give him credit. He's trying. Like he's <laughs> he's not very smart about it. Like he spent, uh, spent $86 million on two 40 year old plus pitchers, but whatever. For what, 20 starts so far this year? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and and it, and it goes wrong. And that's what happens sometimes. But to, like to now to the benefit of the teams that don't have the revenue streams that he does. And, you know, uh, and if you want your share of that revenue stream from the luxury tax, you gotta make you gotta. There has to be a hard uh, floor too. There's you know, a, there's enough there's enough billionaires in the world, and that, that's a ridiculous statement to make. But there's enough billionaires in the world who are probably dying 
to get into these franchises because it does it does not it does nothing but make money. So do, does do, do these leagues and this going to go? Uh, this is a good this is a fucking segue, Dave. This is a segue of all segues. Is it going to get get to a point where these leagues have to look at what these owners actually have? actually have not fucking fake money and la da 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 and paper trails and on and on do these leagues net need to say okay if you're going to have a franchise in this league whether it be football like football whatever but like with uh with more so with hockey and and and, and baseball there's some lower end and teams if you are going to have a franchise you need to have at least, I don't know, ten billion in the bank. I'm just throwing numbers out, obviously, because we want to have a league that everybody can just spend whatever the fuck they want, and then go back to what we said last week, where you could have one fran- like actual franchise guy. The maximum you have, the maximum and minimum you have to spend for this one player. We'll talk hockey, or we can talk football, whatever. Is if let's say football, you can you have to you have to spend sixty million on one guy, and in hockey you have to spend twenty million on one guy. Do leagues have to get to a point where they go, here you go, you you have to have this much money because there's there's guys who are begging to get in these leagues, begging. I would say like let the fan base decide because if you're gonna own a, a, a anything worth a billion dollars. Like you know, you give me a you, you give me a five hundred million dollar yacht tomorrow. What am I going to do with that? I can't pay to upkeep that. I can't pay a fucking pilot and a maid and a cook to to do that to to be on it five times a year. I well, can't we do need, it. Need a few more seat geek people, but whatever. Yeah. We need a couple more seat geeks, <laughs> and this, now it's the same as buying a professional sports franchise. You might have the eight the the, the four point two billion dollars to, to, to start but now you have to maintain said franchise and if you can't maintain it then you know get bent like, and, and, bo- is- and boring against against your 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 asset doesn't do you any good no and then so either either do it either fuck or walk right and we say that all the time now you're the owner now you got now your what? lamborghini right you got to have to change the tires you're gonna have to fill it with gas you're gonna have to insure it you're gonna have to um, do your regular maintenance. That's the same as the professional sports. Well, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm in uh, Kansas City. I can't afford those kind of payments. Then don't well, buy then, the fucking team. But then sell it. Put it on the market. Put it on Kajiji tomorrow. There, there, there is it, and, and that's where that's going going to segue. That and that's where the Saudis jump in because the Saudis, like we talked, like the, the they basically they they came in and they bought the PGA Tour. It took them a year. It went about yep. the wrong. It went about a, 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 an odd way, and some I didn't see coming. But they bought the PGA Tour, and the next thing, they, and they this week they offered that Mbappe guy. I think I said it right, Mbappe fucking Hansen from 1999. But uh, they offered him basically it was a billion dollar transaction. He was going to get seven seven fifty, I think, and whatever club team he's on, he was going to get two. Uh, they were going to get two or fifty million. He was going to get seven hundred and fifty million. Is it going to get to a point, Dave, where these franchises? get sold for one year for one, one year. year all the money is for one year is it going to get to a point where the saudis just because they have so much money they're going to go in and just buy franchise buy, buy franchise buy leagues because they did it with the pga tour and, and people who say they didn't you're fucking lying to yourself they bought the pga tour well i like uh joe pomplet 
Pompolino. It's the Joe Pomp show. I've, I've referenced to him a couple of times. It's a great little podcast. It's a 20 minute listen. And he like any, the business of sports, he's broken down F1. He's broken down Wimbledon, but like just how, how sports makes money. And he talked about uh, things. He talks about things like this and the, the Saudis have so much money. They literally do not know what to do with it. They want to clean up their image. Like they're, they want to clean up their image and they're going to try and do it oh, with that sports. 9-11 thing's not going to go anytime soon, but yeah. Well, that's not on them or e- either like murdering mm. uh, um, uh, reporters and cutting them up in the embassy. It's that's, not a good look. It's, it's a, it's a terrible look. And it's a very, I mean, not the Canadians have, every Canadian has a good look. Not every American has a good look either, but like the Saudis have a pretty, a bad look in North America. Right. Yeah. And I, and I agree. And, and so that's why they, they target sports to try and make them themselves look over time. Right. So in 10 years, if we've all, all been watching events, the uh, golf events now, because there will be golf events down in the middle East now, and there will be uh, this there, there, they've, uh, what's his name from Portugal? Uh, Ronaldo. He signed his. Like he, I think he's getting paid five hundred million bucks. Messi said he said scored no yesterday. To- yeah, and his wife was sitting there in a Walmart T-shirt, turning sidelines. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, yeah, in a burka, like because I don't know. It's it's just ridiculous that uh, they're trying to do this, and then money is no object. Uh, and this this uh, I don't know if it was Joe Pompa or it was another podcast. The, they figure that the next thing they're going to go after is is the tennis tour, right? Because easy you know, t- tennis and golf, right? You win or you fuck off, right? Like there's, tennis there's, and golf you, only two things without, without guaranteed contracts without sponsors, right? You have to win yeah. in Texas, you have to win in tennis, and you have uh-huh. to win in uh, in golf to to make money. If and, you're not and the playing, you go in the tournament. That's how much money you make, right? And that's one of those things where it's hockey, you have a guaranteed contract, baseball, guaranteed contract, football, quasi guaranteed contract. You make money. Uh, if you show up on a fucking on a Thursday in golf and, and you're, 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 you're slamming the trunk with your clubs in the trunk and you're on, on Friday afternoon, you're not getting paid. Right. Tennis, and that's, same way, right? And that, that is and that's how many your- times are even, even guys who've won, uh, who've won uh, majors, they're slamming their trunk on fucking Monday afternoons. They, they, they can lose in the first round. That's it. I just lost money. Yeah. Right. Because there's member like you're, you're staying, you're eating, you have your entourage, whatever. And like you, you, unless you're, unless you're playing on Saturday, you just wrote a, you just wrote a check for your entourage. You were just paying for turtles to hang around. Could the Saudis possibly? Because I mean, NHL's a franchise, same as they're like McDonald's, same as NFL's a franchise, NBA's a franchise. The NFL's huge, and they don't need to. I mean, it, it's bigger than anybody would ever imagine from twenty years ago even to, to now. But could you see somehow, some way, the Saudis just rolling in? And so I don't know what good it would do. I mean, this is hypothetical, obviously, with podcasts are. Could you possibly see? The Saudis rolling into old Gary Bettman's office in Park Avenue or in Fifth Avenue in uh, Park and Fifth, whatever the fuck it is, in New York City, in Manhattan, and saying, how can I buy the NHL? The NHL. The NHL, and then you guys are going to, and then I'm going to get paid. Could you see it? I, Why wouldn't um, I? Um, because, like, how's that going to help them, right? They, they need, they, they need uh, whitewashing on a global scale, and the NHL is such a 
as far as the global sports go, NHL. They, is- they, they, they can't go NFL road because that's just too big. Because the NFL doesn't need the owners don't need it. Yeah. NHL right. owners could use it. You think what, what the franchise fees now compared to what they were 10 years ago for well, the, the NHL, fa- right? The fact that the senators are are they're asking a billion dollars, that blows me away. Blows Because they're because they, they're they're shitty. small mark they're small market and they're shitty. And and they need a new barn. And one of the first things that owner has to do is spend money to get a new barn downtown. Yeah. It's going to cost that owner money right off the bat. I've never been to a game there, but I actually did drive by that barn. I was in Ottawa um, a couple of years. Like, well, no, it's 20 years ago now. And as we were driving by, like from Kingston to uh, Ottawa, it's like, holy shit, the arena is this far out of town? 40 minutes or something, isn't it? Oh, it's gross. Like, it was like, like once again, like you, you finish your work day trying to make a seven o'clock game, you can jam it. I get it. You, they got a good good deal on the land and all this and your entertainment district, but for forty two days a year, especially for like thirty of those days, is thirty below. <laughs> it's not nice weather. Yeah, and, and, and global warming there in Ottawa and fucking in, in February, uh, December and January. No, no, it's too hot in the winter, but it still stays cold in the winter. It's funny how that works. Could Sports you see money, the Saudis jump jumping into some other franchise, other leagues with that, that are franchise that are franchise? For sure, they're like, trying, right? Because like their first big push was golf, and, and they um, bought it within a year. And they actually tried buying the entire Formula One thing. They tried to buy That's Formula One. That's a huge deal in Formula One says no. So they own a team or two in there. And now they're buying <laughs> soccer players. They're joining their own league and on. Oh, Jesus. See, I would I would guess, like, I don't know, unless you can buy the entire league, because it, it's, it would be contradictory to league rules to have one entity own more than one team. Right? But if you, you can, like, somebody, oh, like, at the end of the day, no matter, like, what, like, Walmart, you, there's franchises. At the end of the day, there's people who, oh, the, at the, the top end of the, the is, is Walmart. Like, the, the wall uh-huh. family, right? So why can't the NHL do that? Like, why can't, the, at the end of the day, this guy owns this, and he'll start spreading the money out to, the, the, all of a sudden, this guy and that guy and the other Saudis just start have their own team. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's well, not he, out of the realm of possibility. I don't no, think it I, is. I, I hear what you're saying because you know, like every single Walmart franchise is owned by there's it's not a franchise, it's a company. And so Walmart, the Walmart family, whatever owns every single Walmart, and there's of different things. McDonald's is different. You buy a franchise, so you're paying them. Um, I don't know if the I honestly don't they probably could write that check. Somebody owns the most shares. Right. Right? Like, no mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah. I think. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's more than money. Than, I don't understand the whole thing. I try, I try to pretend that I know. But, yeah. At the end of the day, somebody owns the most shares, and they're the, the, the last vote in the fucking in the, 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 the chain of things. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, you got your, yeah, your board of governors and your 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 board and, and what have you. Like, I, 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 too, don't 100% understand it, but. So you're suggesting that uh, maybe the Saudi the 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 Saudis just come to Gary Batman and the owners and say I'm going to buy every single one of you out and put yeah. you guys on salary. 
and then run it like a, like a Walmart thing and install your managers and everything. But that, no, that, I, I, that will never happen because I think Could sports, they buy I, a I leak? think defense. Cause they've already I, bought, like, like I said, they, they bought the PGA. They, they're going to buy tennis. Like, like we, like we discussed, could, could they come in and buy a league? Well, they, they, they now control, I won't say control, but they have the most uh, skin in the game in PGA live, whatever other tour they they're, they're combining kind of thing. And, and when I read that, um, what happened there, the, the PGA uh, board of governors are going to have the most voting shares on the board, but the Saudis have two thirds of the money involved, you know, and you know what, you know, (laughs) yeah, whoever pays the fiddler picks the tune. Right. Yeah. And that's just how it is. Money like talks. That. And that's whoever what... pays the fiddler picks the tune. I like that. I never heard that before. <laughs> oh, that's old school. Like I, uh, but I am old school. We know how that goes. <laughs> I come up with, you can't play the big dogs in the porch. You come up with whoever pays the fiddler pays the, or, or yeah, picks the tune. Uh, get back to the original uh, before we get going here, Dave. Um, would you have given Justin Herbert 52 million bucks a year? I would have tried to keep it a little bit lower because if you're going to try and be competitive and that's what I would always sell my quarterbacks on, I understand you have to pay them, but I also understand I want to put a winner on the field, but then at the end of the day too, you're going to get your whatever $400 million check. The the NFL made $12.8 billion as an organization last year. So that pays a lot of bills too. What I would, what I want to say is just like, you know, specifically in the NFL guaranteed contracts and fuck the salary cap. You guys want to be big dick swingers. Let's swing, start swinging some dicks here. I tell you what, if, uh, if some agent came into my office, if I was a GM owner, CEO, whatever it was and said, uh, we want to be the highest paid quarterback in, in NFL history per per year right now. I'd say get out. I would. I would say get out. You don't get look like. Out. You don't look like Pat Mahomes. You don't look like the best one that we that's in the league right now. I would. Yeah. I would say get out, and and don't come back ever again. I'm not right. talking to you ever again because you think i'm stupid and it's not an open checkbook fuck off and stay fucked off that would be, that would be my exact words we lost with we lost with you we'll lose without you fuck and off go, uh, yeah fuck your hat you don't like you and then i'll franchise tag me then because now that number is going to be around 45 million dollars i want to like, do that when, we'll find yeah, a way when, to cut when, you. when you have when you have mahomes and we'll put you a long-term injury reserve whatever it might be get out and, fuck you and uh, Aaron that, that would that would have been my response to fucking to to give these guys these quarterbacks whatever they want no fuck off that's my response football Once more again, than any Brent, other pro, sport pro uh, pro owner you need you need difference makers you know and people like Aaron Donald people like JJ uh, Watt people like TJ Watt um you know that Justin Jefferson who was playing on his rookie deal last year you know if you don't have a difference maker you don't have a team that's going to win in the league and the biggest difference maker in the league right now is Patrick Mahomes and he also has Travis Kelsey and that fucker on defense Cook doesn't matter Clark Clark that's what you need. You need people to disrupt on defense and you need people to make plays on offense. And if you don't have those people, you don't have those people. And I don't care how much you're paying. Fuck. I always pick on him. Connor Murray. 
I, I'll, I'll never understand for a million years why Arizona didn't tell him to get fucking bent when he wanted to hold out and get this big deal. No, I, go, I, they, go play your video games for free. We're going a little bit long here, but I will. Ne- I, I will never understand why owners didn't stand up these guys because, like, they we, you, you have two. You actually, right now, you have two all timers. Well, one just retired, but in the last five to six years, you have two all time guys. One being Tom Brady, one being Patrick Mahomes. Nobody coming out of college right now. Nobody, well, it's early say out of college, but nobody coming out of, out of uh, or that's in the pros right now are either of those guys. And for anybody, for anybody to ask for a fucking, for more than them, fuck off. Like, fuck off. Simple. Get win a out. game. Win a game. But, win a I, big game. Yeah. I, and I don't think it's that hard. I don't. Because you know what? Yeah. They will take what's what's given to them. And it's shitty, but you know what? It's still just a fucking game and somebody else will take it if you don't. Fuck off. And then and then so go ahead. Like honestly, leave. All right. Bye. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> like you you like one of your things. You know, we lost with you, we'll lose without you. And and we'll see what's coming down the thing, and we're gonna save ourselves forty million bucks, and maybe buy uh, a better O line, maybe get a better running back, maybe get a better uh, all of it that can put pressure. Yeah, because you know that forty million bucks, ten million dollars around four different players, it's gonna make a huge difference on the quality in those uh, the other positions. No, I don't know. I, th- I think they're all fucking delusional. Delusional. I get it. importance. The quarterback is the most important uh, uh, position to pay a guy, but if you're paying the wrong guy too much money, you're fucked. Fucked. Simple. It is that simple. Like, is Dak Prescott worth the money that they've the Dallas has been paying him all these years? Don't see it on the field. Like we we compared we've compared uh, NFL quarterbacks to NHL goalies a lot, and I think it's a very fair comparison. Um, because you can insert goalie here, insert goalie there, and they find a way, especially in today's game. Yep. And I think the NFL is not too far behind that. I really, because you know what? Well, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? He's close. He's been close a few times. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, and then he signed. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer. Chad Johnson won Super Bowls. Right, like these guys are not that. Eli Manning. He won two, and he won. He, he, he ain't two, that good. Two Super he Bowl MVPs. Two Super Bowl MVPs. Product environment. I'm just saying he's better than uh, he, he like he he's better than Justin Herbert. He's better than Herbert. He's better than uh, Chad Johnson. He's better than Trent Dilfer. Uh, He's better than a lot of guys. These and I'm guys, not they got an open fucking checkbook. They should be just, you know, you're an employee. Fuck off. Figure Fuck it off. out. You know, and then just you know what? Your- when you're asking for this kind of money, you're not a team guy. Fuck off. Fuck off. Right. You know, and Lamar Jackson. You're going to do fine with all your other fucking endorsements and whatever. Fuck off. You're not a team well, guy. Get out of here. Get bent. Get I fucked. love. I'd love to see that. You know, I would love to see. Uh, I love seeing an owner. owner. I, I would love seeing not not a GM. I would love seeing an owner come on TV and say that like this guy think he fucking is. Exactly. You know, and just like, assemble the best offensive line with a stud running back and say like, you know what, uh, we could get anyone to hand it off. 
And then we can do that. But, you know, Derek Henry's having his seasons because they have shit fuck T- Tannehill, who's making thirty million dollars a year. Yeah. I, I I honestly believe Ryan Tannehill is the highest paid quarterback in the NFL this year. And like what? Like I I think I can throw as far as that guy. He has no deep presence. He's he's Kirk Cousins light. I don't I I don't even know if he's good as Kirk Cousins for and, fuck's sake. Until you I mean, own the company, you should not be deciding what you fucking get made. You bet. And, and then I'm right. going to spend money every on different. Sport. Yep. I'm going to spend m- money on an edge rusher. I'm going to spend money on some DBs. And then I'm going to get fucking uh, Brock Purdy to come in. I'm going to pay him $700,000 a year. And we're going to have a chance. And what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Good. Bye. Thanks. Yep. Th- thanks. Fuck bye. Off. See ya. Fuck off. F- fuck off, Kyler. Fuck off, Herbert. All fuck of off, fuck off, Dak. Fuck go, off. Go uh, lose Aaron over Rogers. there. Go fuck lose off. over there. Yep. Go, go to the fucking CFL and play for fucking seventy-five grand a year. Fuck yep. off. Not on this team. Yeah. Anyways, the fourteen twenty. We got a little long there. The fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Forbes sports talk and a whole lot more. This segment brought to you by SeatGeek.com. The SeatGeek app. Use promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com today. We told a lot of people to fuck off there. Everybody should fuck off tonight. That just one with her dog. Right off. She shouldn't fuck off. She should just think about what she's doing. Yeah. Just just take a look. <laughs> I just hope she didn't put it on Facebook. Oh, uh, she's more of a uh, Instagram or TikTok, I think. Twitch. What's what is I don't even know what the fuck Twitch is, and I hear it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Either. Okay. I'm not gonna worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Look at me shaking. Bored. Mm. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This uh, segment is brought to you by CalderaLab.com. And the call, well, just CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com and get 20% off the best in men's skincare to pre- protect yourself and uh, from the, the sun's rays and get rid of those fine lines, wrinkles, and bags under the eyes uh, with uh, CalderaLab.com. Dave, uh, the hardest three words, and no matter who you are, uh, whatever part of your uh, your life you might be in, whether it be a, an employer, an employee, a husband, a wife, a uh, a son, daughter, uh, whatever it might be throughout the world, an umpire, uh, which I am, uh, the hardest three words in in the world to say and to actually mean it are "I was wrong," and it happens. In, in baseball, there's 30, 30 teams. In hockey, there's 32. In football, there's 32. In basketball, there's 198. Who gives a fuck? But there are more often than not an owner, or not an owner, a GM, a, a coach, whatever it's got to be, that has to utter those three words a thousand times. I was wrong. It does happen all the time, you know. Uh, it's it seems to me that um, 
especially for general managers in any sport, when you when the clock is ticking on your on your deal and like ah oh, fuck if we don't make the playoffs I am fired. So now you no longer have the best interests of the franchise at your heart. You're trying to save your job and you're trying to save your job now by fucking <laughs> you're trying to save your job by not trading Shohei Otani and actually now giving up your two best prospects in your system to to yeah, make Lucas Giolito and the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, to to do what? Are you are you then now Angels of Anaheim? Are you now better than the Astros? Are you now better than than the Jays? Are you better than the Orioles? Are you better than the Rays? I don't think so. And you're six games back. How the fuck do you sell that to a fan base? How the fuck do you sell that to a fan base? Well, like, that, I, I, I would be pissed if I was an angel fan right now, tell you the truth. Well, that, that's a tough one because you don't want to trade what possibly could be the, uh, the greatest player in baseball history away and, and, and get some guy who might, might not pan out. Right. Or you might get a, a guy who, because prospects just prospects, right? There's guys who play baseball a little bit. Uh, so you don't want to be that guy who trade away that guy. And then you'll, you'll always be what if, what if, and I, 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 I know I hear exactly what you're saying. I'd be a little bit pissed too, but it's a, it's a double-edged sword in that situation. But man, oh man, to, to go into, into uh, those situations, say, yeah, fuck. We 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 didn't quite do it again this year. Uh, can I have my job another year? Can can you spend another hundred and eighty five million bucks on a team that uh, we might do okay next year? <laughs> it's funny. I uh, I like keep just... giving, I keep giving props to the Barnburner pro, uh, podcast out of Calgary here, and uh, they had another long form three part interview with uh, Matt Stajan, um, who was one of the pieces coming back from Toronto. For in the Dion Phaneuf trade, Neon Dion Phaneuf makes yeah. his mom carries hockey bag, <laughs> and his wife picks out his bow tie as per sticky gray and Portland, Alberta, but whatever. But nonetheless, um, Stajan was talking to like you know this is a good team. This is a good team, and uh, it when he was, got traded there, yeah, when he got traded there, and he was he was excited for it because uh, Toronto was a bit in the doldrums and and they needed. It, it was what it was. It was a hockey trade, and Phaneuf was obviously just a too much of a douche to be hanging around in Calgary, and he wasn't listening to Daryl anymore. And Daryl was the GM. But after his second or third year, it was Jim Playfair, because um, Iggy was on that team. Mark Jimmy Giordano Playfair, was, yeah, and uh, Portland Winterhawks alum Jimmy Playfair. Robin Regeer was there. Uh, Kiprasov was still in that, and then. Uh, a play for one day, him and uh, Station were like, they made, they were just talking, like coach and player. And he, he's like, how the fuck are we this bad? Like, we're not that bad on paper. Like, this should fucking work. And Daryl Sutter was on the GM, and and in typical Daryl fashion, like we're only one piece away. So we're only one piece away. So they're getting older and older. And then he told another story about like his fourth or fifth year in camp. And Adrian O'Coin said to him, like uh, at the at the rookie camp or whatever, like they're they're watching. Goes, I don't see one good guy out here. So not only are you trading prospects for over the hill players, you're not drafting anybody. You're drafting rough and tough and tumble and 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 that kind Western of player. Hockey League. 
Yeah, and then I saw he was drafted. Was- for, he was drafted in 1983 Leopard <laughs> Broncos. <laughs> yes, exactly. Really? And then like Stacey's like, you know, and then you look here and they're like, oh fuck, man, we're we're not getting better. And then you trade Iggy and Kipper apparently traded uh, uh said like I'm not coming back for the the last year because they like to a man, like <laughs> to listen to these guys, to listen to Robin Regar and stage and talk about Mike Keenan as a coach, biggest joke ever. He goes, anyone could have fucking done that. Like we should have coached ourselves. And Bob Hartley was such a see you next Tuesday. Everybody hated him. And then Kipper said like he had one year left for a million dollars. He goes, I ain't fucking coming back for that. Get fucked. You know, it, it's funny you talk about uh, the how the Flames went. Like, Keenan was past his prime a little bit there. Uh, I can't remember what even year, year that was. 2008, I think it was, when he was uh, rolled in there. But uh, when I, my, my buddy Harry York, I had him on one of the uh, the solo podcasts I did with him back there, uh, back before Christmas there. And he said, Christmas is fucking July. So, like, last year, I guess, when I was talking with Harry, and he said he loved Keenan. He said he loved him in St. Louis. That was in 1996. Six or ninety-seven. He said he loved Keenan. He said he let me play. He, he goes, I, he, he goes, I was a. He goes, I shouldn't have been in the league and everything else, but he let me play. And I, I went out and I did what I had to do. And night in, night out, he wasn't a superstar. So maybe was that those one of those things where where Keenan got the most out of certain guys, but uh, but the like, superstars were like, "Fuck you, I'm not doing that." Well, like, can how much you know what Keenan, I mean? Like, you know, like it's one of those things. Like, I hear what you're saying, but Keenan didn't win a thing in St. Louis. Right, he no, he, he did, he didn't, but but he was only two or three years removed from the, the Stanley Cup in, in with the Rangers, and he went to to St. Louis, and like Harry York. No, he was he was in St. Louis before the Rangers. No, he was afterwards. In St. Louis, no, no, he was in St. Louis, and he went to Philly, and then he went to the Rangers. Well, so maybe he was still with the Rangers when Harry played for him, but Harry said he he loved them. Because he goes, I, I worked hard, I played hard, I wasn't making fuck all, I made five hundred grand a year, whatever it was. So Harry said he loved them. But it was but like maybe it's the uh, it's the upper echelon guys who who pushed old like Keenan's a Keenan right, but he yeah. maybe he's one of those like the the upper echelon guys just tuned him out right, maybe I yeah. Don't know. And then if you need a strong personality where um you're on you're in lockstep with the with the with the head coach like Messier would have been with the the Rangers and like you know that Rangers team was stacked right. They had uh, Messier. They were the Oilers. And yeah, they were. Yeah. That the 94 Oilers. team was the Oilers. Oilers alumni and Mike Richter, right? That's exactly what they were. Really? It comes down and, to it. And, and they won. And, and they deserved to win. They were the best team that year. And, and so who's to say that? <laughs> like, so I guess, you know, he was John Muckler light, I guess. But John Muckler. Yeah. Dave, what would be harder... Uh, for a GM, uh, because they they make the final decision to an extent. What would be harder? Uh, let's just talk national. Well, let's talk all sports. Draft day or free agent uh, signings? Because there's say- a lot of I was wrong moments yeah. in those. No matter what. Well, yeah, and I'm gonna put a third day trade deadline day, right? Yeah. Like, are we fucking or walking? Or are we going to stay pat? And then uh, I think draft day has actually the most impact on a franchise going forward, right? If you hit top one of those picks, top five picks, maybe. Yeah, not, like top, not rounds, but top five right, to like, ten guys who get drafted. If you can find a th- a third rounder that has a ten year career, that's a 
that's a win. And those are guys that you need on your team because, you know, that's a guy you don't have to pay for in free agent market. The, the trade deadline is, you know, now that's a tricky one and, and drafting. And then what was the other one? I put in drafting and free agent signings, free agent signings. Like I would never give, in hockey right now, I would never give anyone more than a five year. Never. Unless it's like Connor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon or someone like that. But like, you know, Toronto, what they're dealing with with Nylander and Matthews and, and Marner. Mess again. Oh, it's what a mess. I wouldn't sign any one of those motherfuckers for more than three years. Yeah. The salary cap's going up. I don't fucking care. Okay, let's sign you for a three year deal at the same money you're making. And then we'll revisit when the salary cap goes up because you know what? One playoff win in your career is not really doing it for me for 12 million bucks a year. Like all you guys can go circle jerk each other off and tell each other how good you are. And, and you know, Tim Horton's commercials you want to have and everything else. And fire another coach. Yeah. Yeah. Get another coach, another coach, another GM, another coach, another GM and everything else. Like you, you talk about Dave, you were saying how the, the, the draft is, uh, is, it's such, it's, it's hard. I mean, you find finding prospects. I like what Barry Trott said with, with uh, Nashville this year. He went and told his scouting staff, he goes, go find me a stud. Cause I will find like, I, I'm a GM. I've been around hockey forever. Go and find me a stud player out of the woodwork. Somebody's going to be, be a game changer. Cause I'll find us a fucking, the, the third line winger who's been in the league for 10 years. I'll find him myself. Like I'll go and trade for that guy. Yeah, go, and- and go and be an actual scout and find me some talent. Tell me why. Tell me why does he play with an edge? Does like does he just have to learn how to uh, skate a little bit? Does he just have to learn how to play the game a little bit? Because that's another thing that Stajan said. Because uh, he's coaching now for the Hitman, and he says, "Oh, these young kids, the skill level is unbelievable. These kids don't know how to fucking play, play hockey. hockey. We got to teach them how to play hockey. Find me the kid that knows how to knows play, how to play hockey. hockey right now. Then I'll make him better. Yeah, and, and then I'll, we can I'll, work and on. I will skating. give him four million bucks. He already knows how to play the game." You when, when you get to the professional level, yes, you're going to learn no matter what. When you get to the NHL level, we shouldn't be teaching anymore. Like, we shouldn't be teaching. I shouldn't have to teach you how to back check, forecheck, paycheck. That shouldn't be a thing anymore. Nope. And, and you look at how highly skilled these guys are. And it's, it's, it's in baseball as well. Yeah, launch angle and all. Analytics have killed, killed sports, in my opinion. In, in hockey well, and baseball, well, I'm, around, I'm around those a lot. Like I'm, I'm around baseball a lot, and the launch angle and things. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, see ball, hit ball, man. Well, that's a that's a two seamer and a four seamer and this, but you still fucking missed it. Well, the same with social media, right? And like NBA, like we're we're all watching highlights and we're watching a Michigan goal and we're watching a a fucking four hundred foot home run in, in the ninth. We're watching three sixty jams. You know what that? is that's one run that's one goal that's two points you know so, how is that helping and you're a minus five on the ninth yeah. but you got that oh boy oh boy team. my highlight oh do you this. see that I, I made it on the highlight wheel. my my oh. exit velo is this how does that uh, like Fuck i hit off. the ball hard i hit the ball it was 112 miles an hour off the bat will like, it, right will in, it right ever go back Dave, will sports ever go back to a, a team atmosphere or has the money gotten so outrageous that unless you win, I mean, winning, winning's obviously been all, always been the uh, 
most important thing and getting a championship, I think. But there's so many kids and so many, we're, they're all kids to us now. There's so many professional athletes now that are so self-absorbed and they, they're more worried about their stats and everything else because of the money's gotten so big that winning is, is almost become secondary. What you're saying about Barry Trotz and, and saying, find me that diamond in the rough, find me that kid that, that, that has the it factor. Draft me a kid that wants to win, not a kid that wants to get paid. Because yeah. there's a big difference between those things, right? Because at the end of the day, as a general manager, you're only you're getting paid, you're getting your contract renewed if your team wins. So many of these players in professional sports right now want to get paid. We talked about it ad nauseum about the quarterbacks in the NFL. We we the NBA is all about guys wanting to get paid. And you know, it's professional sports and, and like I'm you you, you do want but you do want to get paid. But as a franchise, as a fan base, I want a kid here who wants to win. And then those kids are, you, you see them when you see them like that. Um, what is his name? Uh, that came from the, the blues that went to the Leafs this year, O'Reilly. Yeah. He wants to win and he's a difference maker. Um, uh, Bergeron who just retired. What a player. What a player! You know, he, I I I got my Boston Sox cock shirt t shirt on. I, and I, I and I'm not and I'm not a Bruin apologist by any means, but that fucking that Bergeron was a player. He was when, so good. When classy on and on, and even when and having to shut, uh, I, I can't imagine it was easy telling Marshawn to shut up, but they had a good dynamic there and everything else. Patrice Bergeron is one of the he's Hall of Fame. Like they put him in tomorrow. He yeah. was a hell of a player. Oh. That, kid, that kid, well, he's not a kid. He just retired from the NHL after 19 yeah. season. Still younger than me and you, but yeah, so he's a kid, I guess. But yeah. And it, it but it, it's a team I don't like cheering for. I, I don't want Boston to win a game ever. But that guy can play on my team anytime. He was such a class act. Probably took Kate Custer to stay there because he had a chance of winning every year and everything else. Got his one cup, I think, in 2011 against Vancouver there. Yeah. Yeah. World like, juniors and, and, and Olympic gold medals and on and on it goes. And you and never heard ill will about the guy. No, not a word. You like, you won't find anybody. And then I, I, I actually read the long form letter he put out on uh, social media. Like even his retirement letter almost brought me to tears. What a class act. And, you know, draft me that guy. Get it. He was a, I think he was a second rounder. Actually. I don't think he was in the first round, but find me a kid that wants to win. Find me a kid. He that was on wants that to win. I think he was on that world junior team in 03 with Crosby, with yeah. Crosby and Fanuff and in, in, in North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, just, you know, those kind of guys are, they're few and far between. And I, I, I it's, I don't know. Like, is sports broken? Yeah. Is it different than it was than it, than, than when we grew up with it? Yeah, it is hundred percent. Like, but you, 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 you'd like to go back in a time machine and see how it was in 1950 and see what they were bitching about compared to what 1980 and then 2010 and the, and the like, what it was, the differences is I just don't see the wanting to win when they win. It's great. But it seems to me when they lose, you're like, mm, try again next year. Yeah, you got to find someone who just has a desire to win and just wants to win and then has, has the skill. And, you know, I, I believe Sid Crosby has that. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he wants to win, and and you can't win them all. I I, I don't think every like I'm not suggesting you win. smash your stick over the ice or you're throwing bats in the fucking in in the dressing like the guy from Bull Durham did after every loss. But it just seems that you don't see the uh, lack of a better term the anger when a team when a guy loses anymore. And I think, and I also think, it had, like in baseball, let's just talk baseball for half a second. With the way the rules are now, and you can't argue with this, and there's there's pitch, not not pitch clock, but there's instant replay, and as soon as you argue against replay, you're out of the game. Having a Billy Martin out there arguing a play, or Lou Pinella arguing a play, that added to the emotion of the game. And now that that's gone, it takes away from it a little bit, a lot of it, not even a little bit, a lot of it. Yeah. You know, I, I always kind of admire the the managers like Lou Pinella was one of them, you know, who to treat not Lou Pinella, uh, Joe Torre was one of them, like treat your treat your players as professionals and expect mm-hmm. likewise. And then let's go ahead and we don't have to get fucking heated. Um, whereas Lou, yeah, and Lou Pinella oh. was the exact opposite, right? He got so heated. Um Emotion is a good part of sports and and it's needed sometimes. And I, I heard this on a podcast today about the Tampa Rays collapse. Apparently there's a little bit of rift in the, in, in the clubhouse between Xander Bogart and uh, a Rosarena. Wouldn't be Bogart. Like, Bogart's is in, uh, in San Diego, but who's the guy that got benched. It's a name like that. Uh, for not hustling out of play, I can't uh, remember. What you're talking about, but that. nonetheless, yeah. And then since that, since that, they've they've literally been 500, yeah. And like, uh, I'm, I'm guessing uh, Aaron from Brutally Honest is just doing a jig right now that his boys are in first place. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna hold on, no, but it's, I, I, yeah, because Baltimore's good. Baltimore's very be, good. because now you know emotion is part of Tampa Bay, which not a Tampa that's not a Tampa Bay thing. But if you got guys walking around the luck locker room that actually physically hate each other, you ain't winning. You ain't winning because everybody's just tense. Is like, oh fuck, uh, uh, like. And that was the thing about like, you look at those Oilers teams like this. We're fuck. This is a, we're talking a lot tonight there for some reason. Even though we saw each other yesterday, but you you look at those like Glenn Sather's considered this fucking great hockey mind. I mean, I I don't consider that that way that way. And you can sit and people consider Joe Torrey this great great baseball mind. And because I'm a Yankee guy, obviously, and I have his jersey over here, but. Uh, <clears throat> And Pat Riley with the, with the Lakers, they had all this talent, right? There'd be all these these talented guys that that win championships, right? The thing with those managers and coaches, they first need to control the players and get them all feeling that, like they're important, right? Because you have all these egos. They're, they're managing egos more than managing the team at that point. Because when you're supposed to win, that's got to be really hard, like really hard. Because like like I I've always I've I've said it for for years. I mean, it's been forty years since the Oilers won a cup, whatever it's been. But I've always said I could have fucking met, I could have been the coach for the Oilers and won a Stanley Cup. Open the gate, you got Gretzky, Messier, Curry, and on Glenn Anderson, the Hall of Famers, and then you had if 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 Grant Fear pulled up a stinker, Andy Moog plays, right? So who's a very servant like a great goal, yeah. Right. Yeah. You can so, so, the game. And then you know what? Then well, let's pull, let's let's pull let's let's pull Grant Fear. We'll put the six six guy out there, and it's Paul Coffey on the back end. 
right? So no matter what, there was Hall of Famers for 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 Sather. You look at you look at uh, you look at what what Joe Torre had with the Yankees, and you look at what uh, what Pat Riley had with the Lakers. Yeah, there it's anybody could have done it, but if, you still have to manage these egos, and when. And pushing these guys down to a level to be part of a team, I don't think that it happens anymore. I don't. I I wanna I one hundred percent agree because even some some how many times are you is your best player, you know, the the is he a good clubhouse guy? Do all the other players they respect his talent, but do they do they want to hang, hang out with him? Do they want to do better for him because he's the guy in the clubhouse telling the jokes and, and like say, Hey, let's go out here for a pint after ba- uh, BP today. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of thing. The, that St. Louis blues club won the Stanley cup. Because because of Gloria, because of one song. Be, I believe be, that wholeheartedly because the core went out and had a time. They went New Year's day, fucking- got hammered up watching, watching college football, bowl games, got hammered up at some fucking bar in downtown the St. Road, Louis you, or no, wherever it was. It was and, and, said, yeah. like, and said, and Gloria came on and that was the sounding call. Yep. And it, and it was obviously leaders and everybody jumped in. And then, and then once you start, once you start playing for each other, the sum is greater than the parts. And whoever would have thunk that that team at that point was going to win the Stanley Cup, and good for them I mean, because that because that's a team I like to see win. Some a, a team that just yeah. bonds and and it's great, and everybody finds their little their 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 blind squirrel finds a nut, and then everybody's now all of a sudden all these blind squirrels are flying finding all these nuts, and now we got our name on the Stanley Cup. We'll call this quits in half a second, but you think about it. The New York Yankees had won five, four World Series in five years. Oh, one tough one, obviously, with Arizona. They traded for the best player, the, the best player in baseball, Alex Rodriguez. Didn't win another one. They only won one more in 2009. And so, so that means a lot, having that one guy come in the room and just fuck things up. Well, did he fuck things up, or is that because Paul O'Neill was gone, and that's because Bernie well, Williams so, was exactly. gone? Exactly. So, so, right? so, so like, there's so those guys, right? Like, it's one of, it's, so so it, it's that you're thing. Repl- you're replacing stats with more stats, but you're not replacing the camaraderie. The stuff. Like, oh, fuck. The stuff Jesus. matters, man. The stuff matters. Yeah, uh, and 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 that's sports, and that's team sports, and that's a team anything. That's work. That's life. Right. If you're yeah. if you're if you're going about your day to day with people that you actually like hanging out with, all of a sudden your day becomes a little bit better, and you don't want to let other people down. How you're many just- cups? How many cups would the Oilers have won if uh, Pockington wasn't forced? If Gretzky would have said no to the trade, how many cups would the Oilers have won? Because they got four with Gretzky, five, and then fifth with Messier. What's your thoughts? Because that 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 they were a team. They were a good bunch of guys, man. They got along. They, they go oh yeah, the boys on the bus, yeah. and you know, I, I, well, seven in a row is not impossible, right? They won five in seven years. Yeah. Um, in retrospect, they, on paper, they could have won all like seven should've. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they probably should have won seven in a row, and that's not <laughs> not easy. Jesus. That is not easy because they liked each other, and they they didn't want to let each other down. And Gretzky was a leader on and off the the because he was scoring right? titles in LA still. Yeah, Jesus, but Christ. he didn't have the camaraderie. He wasn't as young, and and the team around him wasn't as good. You know, Bernie Nichols and Kelly Rudy, 
ain't no Yari Curry and uh, Grant Fuhrer. Pumpernickel, Bernie Nichols. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four beers for sports talk and a whole lot more. This segment was brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code one four two zero lab for the best in men's skin care to keep that uh, skin looking fresh and those those uh, aging lines off your eyes and everything else. Uh, <laughs> using promo code one four two zero lab. Do you think uh, Gretzky looks better than he did? 20 years ago. Um, he's, I, I'm thinking he has work done on his face, right? Like, can he, Oh, you think so? Oh, I'm quite positive. He's Janet, what's, what's his daughter's name? Penelope? No. Penelope? No. Paulina. Paulina. Yeah. Uh, she's a, Handsome woman. He's a handsome woman, anyways. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beers first talking a whole lot more. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barn Burner Hockey is so cool confident that you will love their all-natural products, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barn Burner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players, by players. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four viewers sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, coming, we're down to uh, 28 days or 25 days, whatever it means I can't count right now because it doesn't much matter because no one's listening anyways, but uh, we're coming down to our three-year anniversary. We've got some, I got some things in my head where we, we, what we want to do. Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, has some things what we, he wants to do, so we'll make it all work out. You'll be down in uh, the Whitefish, Montana on a three-year anniversary. Anyways, Dave, uh, something you came up what with. What about uh, Andrew? What's Andrew going to do? I don't know what Andrew's going to do. We <laughs> mean Andrew. We're not on speaking terms right now. No, we oh, are. Okay, everything's, we got- no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Me and the intern, we're good. It's just <laughs> we just have to work some stuff out. We have to work some stuff out. There's stuff going on, anyways. Andrew, the belly up intern, bellyupsports.com. Uh, Go to bellyupsports.com. And use, yeah, whatever. Anyways, Dave, uh, throw me a would you rather to end the night. Um. So I was down in, in Whitefish, Montana, uh, with my family on the weekend um we had i we had two days we spent two days it's hot down there too and we were by water we were uh, at, was, can i interrupt uh, of course interrupt you for a second i uh like i don't watch the uh, global news apparently it's hot everywhere and the world is falling apart did you Anyways. see this in Phoenix, like, Arizona? Christ, it's man. been uh, it's been over 115 degrees, 25 30 days, days whatever. Yeah, oh. 25 days in a row. That's so fucking hot. Old people are falling out of their walkers and getting second degree burns when they hit the pavement, and that's no lie. It's hot. It's hot. If you're like global warming, I think no. It's Holy fun. fuck, that is hot. It's hot. Anyway, anyway, sorry. When you're 
<laughs> I, I, I had the opportunity to spend my days at, um, or, at two different bodies of water. So you're on holidays and you're not, it's not a sport holiday. You and uh, Deanne are going away. You can see wherever you want. Are you staying at a resort with a pool or a, or a cabin on a lake? And when I say, when I say a cabin, I mean like a five minute drive. You're not a helicopter ride in a mountain lake kind of thing. Is there a boat? You have access to a boat. Like, uh, do you want like a ski boat or a pontoon boat? Oh, oh and I got all oh, that subsection. Give me a pontoon okay. boat over it. Okay. okay, so here it is. I I like a pool. Like I I really enjoy this. I love these. I love these. I like breaking down the uh, the hard hitting stuff that Dave throws at me once a, once a week every Thursday here at the fourteen twenty podcast. I uh, I like a pool when you're walking down the stairs or whatever it might be, cause it's ready. It, it's access. No, no prep required. I love climate, climate controlled. No outdoor. I love it. It's good. Like, it was, oh, no, sorry. The, that's what I meant. The pool is at a consistent temperature, right? Yeah. yeah the the yeah. pool, the pool temperature is good. I jump in, there's a drink sitting there. Good. I don't gotta, I don't gotta walk far. I love that. I think that's great. I absolutely do. A, a table, a lawn chair it's on and on it goes. And yeah, yeah on, I love that. But I also I was fortunate enough to live to to live in the Okanagan for a number of years, and we uh, we you were you and Kaylee were at our place years ago when we lived in Vernon. We just walked down some stairs. We had a boat sitting there on the lake. See you later, and it was it was great. And we me and Mike would uh, play cards there on a on Sunday nights, listening to Rick D's weekly top forty. So I I love that as well. But the prep time, the prep time that you had to have, no matter what. Uh, Got a little old after a while, right? Like the gas and the this and the that, because because like I'm inherently lazy when it comes to that kind of stuff, right? Like I just you, you work and do whatever you say. I don't want to. So in that situation with the ski boat, and but it's a lot of fun going. I'm just rambling. Going on a ski boat uh, on a afternoon is fantastic, but it has to be right there, like right there. If I have to drive, launch minutes, the boat. I'm not and doing it. it. I'm not, if I had to launch and park the trailer and on, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm just not. If it's there, sitting for me at a dock, I'll jump in 100. percent But of the two, if I had to launch the boat or sit at the pool, I'm sitting at the pool. How about a two dare, and so you got to launch it on day one and pull it off on part two and you know and then me myself now as i've gotten older it used to be a ski boat i am all pontoon boat with like some shade on top and then like so you can jump off into the lake give me pontoon boat lake all day every in day 2000 and geez what year was that fuck me it was funny with 2005 2006 for uh, me and brother-in-law Craig share a birthday, and we rented a pontoon boat. We had our, our ski boat, the Good Time Boy, it was called B U O Y. And there was a guy across the lake. This was in Vernon. 
in Vernon, right across Okanagan Lake. So we had our little ski boat there and uh, he, he rented out a pontoon boat. And so we rented that for, for the, for the afternoon as well. So we had the ski boat and the pontoon boat that day. Oh, oh and it was fantastic. I but, can only imagine. And then it. I, and then somebody, and then somebody that we knew had a, a sea do as well. So we were doing all, all the things at once. You want to do this, go do that. You want to just go do that. You want us to just laze around, go do that. And it was fantastic. Like, a lake day is great. Like, uh, I, I do miss that, that those uh, those days out in Lake Okanagan there when we lived out there. But, yeah, a pontoon boat is something else the older you get. Because you can wave people over, tie other boats together, and just hang out, play cards. And you got two. And have a good land. time and whatever. Yeah. But a surface area, you can yeah. jump off the top. Oh, 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 I love it. No, it was great. Uh, the uh, that, Oh, man. You know what, though? I, actually, I'm going to retract everything I just said. You give me a lake day. I I, I wish I could go back to those days that, I, that we had back in the Okanagan there, because, my God, they were a good time. Like, just a good time. Like, they they were <laughs> – the problem we had, though, is we got going a little too early sometimes, right? Because the lake was right in front of our house. How do you had to get that boat back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we just leave it, whatever. Had, like when we 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 had it parked at the uh, at the uh, Blue Heron Pub there uh, in in the marina. Fuck me, man! Like there was some nights that they, it got in there a little late, and it, but we because we get in there a little bit early sometimes. And holy Christ, it was. Uh, she, I no, yeah, I'll retract the uh, the the pool thing. I'll say a lake day is a hundred percent better. I oh, so love good. it. And you know what? Even then, I've I've had lake days. Uh, we did a lake day. Um, we didn't have any boat access this time, but I've had lake days on a dock, and that is that is far better than a pool. You know, you have you bring your cooler out there. You have your things like with no, not a boat, but you're like able to jump in, and the house is right there. Yeah. Like I am, I am lake guy all the time. Oh, if, man, if, like, I guess... but I. I do need my only condition is I need I need a surface like like a dock or a pontoon boat to put my shit down, put my tunes down, and I want to be able to jump in and swim. There was uh, one. Uh, this is uh, I don't think no, you weren't there. It was me. Niner came out to visit. Noni came out to visit. It was two thousand like a brown jacket type thing. No, it was uh, just a just a come and drink lots and hang out and and uh it would have been 2004 it does much better what year it was and uh fucking mike davis we got we got in there a little bit we're drinking and everything else and he says uh where's your tube i said what's well, over there so we got the blue hair and he went and got a six pack of beer and we fucking went out there and i thought you want to go tubing or something like it was at nine in the morning i said all right whatever he goes no leave me here he said, he just laid, sat that a tube for a few hours, a six pack of beer out in the middle of nowhere on the lake. Just he, he had to collect his thoughts and get everything all settled out, and everything else. Like, all right, man, we we'll back here in an hour. He goes, make it two. And he just floated around a little bit. <laughs> like, all right, man. He hung out. It was a good time. But no, a lake day. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, now that you mentioned it, man, I, I miss that stuff, man. It was great. Man, it was I great. I love being on a lake. I love seeing a lake. I love smelling a lake. I love jumping in a lake. I like a pool, but I love a lake. No, I love a lake, man. That was so great. I forget about how great that was. 
Yeah. It was fun. Like, yeah, oh. Kaylee and I came out there to visit. Yeah, I, I did a visit in the winter, and Kaylee and I came and did a visit in the summer. And we speak oh. of it fondly. That was a wonderful trip. That was, uh, yeah, that lake. Uh, there was a guy, I'm going to get off topic here, but whatever. There was a guy, Joe Mayer. He bought himself like a $120,000 welder from uh, Red Deer or something. I can't remember. No, no, Bones. Yeah, Bones Calgary. Oil he, money. Yeah, he, uh, welder. He bought himself a $120,000 uh, uh, Malibu boat, I think it was. And his, uh, his stepdad was actually Earl. Earl, like Earl from Earl's, like Earl. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And lived two doors down from us on the lake there. Like this, whatever he, he had, in Vernon back there, in yeah. Vernon, yeah. And uh, so Earl, so this guy had money, right? So this Joe Mayer, he fucking every morning he had this stereo that would play music, fucking so fucking loud in the summer. I remember, the, I'm the, the, you remember yeah, him? we were there, yeah, yeah, like like at nine o'clock, okay, yeah, like, just burr, blaring burr, music, burr, like burr, what burr. the fuck? So Joe would say, like, let's go skiing. So we start at nine in the morning and. Fuck whatever, go water skin and wakeboard. Jesus, fuck. Summer is so much better than winter. Oh, it's 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 like they're different seasons. Well, there is that. <laughs> but like you're completely it's not close. Your option, like you know, like in in winter, like either you're you're, you're skiing, cold. you're skiing, and, and or, or you're inside. Whereas in summer you can walk, you can hike, you can jump in the water, you can. Oh, uh, there's, no, there's so many more people activities. who say they like winter because of the, but it's it's more more girls, right? When they get into the the uh, the, the the fall, the fancy this and the mocha fucking uh, the drinks and the, the fucking stupid fucking pumpkin latte bullshit. Summer's better. Yep. There's a reason why there's 30 million people in California and there's. It's a reason for it. It's better. Yeah. Summer is you know, better. I will like, but what's oh, again? Summer. Yeah. Access to water is the key there. Yeah. Access to water. If you if you can live on a lake uh, in the summer oh, and yeah. have and have time, sign me up. We had a really good time those three years, three four years, whatever it was. We uh, lived uh, on Lake Okanagan. What a fucking good time that was Oof, jesus yeah i'm glad for you guys to have that i'm glad that there wasn't a... i'm really glad that uh iphones and everything else didn't exist we weren't really? illegal but it was close is the good time boat still uh on the water someplace you think i doubt it i don't even my mike because mike's out there, out there a few years longer than i did so i don't i don't know what he did with so it. he sold that puppy like because we bought that thing for four grand and you got your you got every oh jesus even the, and then some we, we actually because what happened was nobody actually cares about this it's a funny story what happened was we were working one Thursday. We got paid. And we were making good money back then in the uh, in the broken in there and uh, uh, construction and oil field and everything else. And uh, we were sitting at home and Mike Mike saw a boat on Auto Trader or whatever it was. And then Doug, the owner of the Blue Heron, he saved us a uh, spot in the marina. So this is before you got your place where you were. Yeah, we were the place where you, you came bought, when when you when you when you came uh, skiing that that that, that winter. Yeah, we that, were still living there. The, 
you're at the condo there. The okay, condo. Yeah. So, yeah. Then, so then Mike said, okay, I'll go get us a boat. You go make sure Doug still has that fucking spot at, in the marina. I said, okay, yeah, good. So I went there because it was all cash, whatever. Here you go for the marina spot. And then Mike went over there and fucking and found this boat. And so, yeah, yeah, we called each other. I don't think there were cell phones back then. Or we didn't have no, we didn't have cell phones. So we fucking, yeah, bing, bing, yeah, good, 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 done, yeah. Brought the boat down the marina, here you go, and, and the rest was history, yeah. And, and you day, never had to pull that thing out, like, even... The no, we just, like, like we, we parked, we put it in the, the lake that day, and never pulled it out again until fucking, like, Thanksgiving. Four years later? <laughs> no, we pulled it out, we pulled it over, we pulled it over the, when it, once it got a little bit cold, but yeah, that's a true story, yeah. Like the, we had it. We had a, we had a spot in the marina before we had a boat. Fuck, we laughed. Yeah, and then tubes and skiers and family and people and visitors. It was great. It was great. Well, oh. I enjoyed my time on that boat, as did my wife. So yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. God, oh. that's if been I a lot of. Back, let's start hey, doing this on lakes. Yeah. I just fucking made it. And I wouldn't go back 20 years to like you're smarter, right? But man, it was fun. You know what I mean? Like you like you, you go back 20 years for like six hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'm 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 picturing you, Wilbur, Katie, and I playing cards on the boat right now. Yeah. Like I remember that day. And you know what else? I think I, I thought I had broken my eardrum that day because I I was on the wakeboard. Yeah. And I caught and I caught a side edge and, and hit my fucking ear and oh i thought i I honestly thought i broke my eardrum that day but i didn't and uh we're happy about that the the real deal rob o'neill fucking him and wilbur fucking we pulled mike says uh well i want to go for a ski we're right from the blue heron and uh only goes yeah i want to go to and mike goes let's go together and only's like we can do that he goes mike goes yeah motor's big enough whatever and then uh they jumped they jumped in the lake and i i when i was driving and oni said i i, I looked at oni uh whispering something to mike and i went oh no this is, oh. and we're we're right in front of the blue heron pub and the, the houses that were right there the shorts are coming off and and then i turned my head as they got out of the water and there's not a pair of shorts of the two of them and oni and mike was waving at the people on on the dock in front of the bar not a pair of shorts on the two of them but anyways it was funny stuff it was great you know, it was great great memories great memories from 20 oh jesus that's almost 25 years ago now but yeah it's it's yeah it's crazy yeah uh, well, I'm glad. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Right? Yeah, like just a quick "Would you rather?" and then all of a sudden we have we're conjuring up. Fuck, all I these love that great, shit. Oh. Great, great lake memories, and 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 that's where I want to be is on a lake. On a lake, hundred uh, percent. Uh, yeah, with people that you want to spend time with. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast, four beers, four sucking a whole lot more. That was a three long tension went on tonight. Anyways. The, uh, I don't even know where I are. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself and your own. Keep a stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? No swinging at high pitches, Jimmy, and find yourself a lake this summer, brother. There you go. Tell Jasper, uh, he's right beside you there, to uh, not swing at high pitches either. No swinging at high pitches, Jasper. Jasper. Oh, oh hold on. Okay. Jasper, no swinging at high pitches this weekend. Look for the low ones. Yeah. That's it. Thank <laughs> you.
kids on a video game. What do you Man of many words, Jasper Van Royce. <laughs> the 14th Play Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot. Good night, everybody.